Hello, welcome to Bedtime Stories of Adventure and Wonder. I uh, hope everyone's uh, all tucked in and ready for a good story tonight. This is a part three of a story. Um, it's about a boy named Josh in a zoo. And because of some unfortunate incidences involving a zipline injury, he had to stay overnight. But in that same incident where he hurt, uh, had a zipline injury, he met a very strange animal. A bright, glowing blue firefox. No, wait. Not a firefox. Flying fox. A flying You're adorable. Look them up. fox. And I'm talking into my phone instead of my microphone, so sorry about that. Um, so flying fox, which is a bat, basically. Kind of looks like a dog. Adorable bats. All right. They're so adorable. Hearing my children say, his name is Keeley, and they found out he's a protector of the animals in the zoo. From you would never guess, dragons. Well, at night, Josh gets to see some real dragon action up close and personal. As he witnessed a birthday party for the new baby elephant at the zoo, an elephant party that involved zero zookeepers. It was just animals. <coughs> so Josh realized that he could understand them and hear their language. Well, a dragon appeared, broke up the party, and stole the baby elephant, presumably for his meal. And Josh, with a, a group of uh, uh, brave, loyal animals involving a gorilla, mountain lion, a posse of penguins, some mice, and I can't really remember what else. And Sheila, of course, the mother elephant, went to go find the lost baby. In the woods, <coughs> ran into another dragon. This one that was red and blue, blue fire. Well, Keely, the blue flying fox, protector of the realm, came to the rescue, and then they enlisted his help on another rescue plan. The baby elephant. <clears throat> and this is where we will continue tonight. So what color was this dragon? Said Keeley. The one that took Titoa. It was really dark. I think it was like a really, really dark purple, said Josh. In which direction did he go? He kind of went this way, but he may have gone different. He might have changed directions. It all happened so fast. 
Well, that doesn't leave me with a lot to go on. But luckily for you, I think I have a plan. You see, that red dragon that I raced to the lake, well, I got him really wet, let's just say. So wet that he had trouble breathing fire and he was pouting and wanted to go, go away. And before he did, <coughs> I touched him. I touched his tail. Okay, said Josh. What does that have to do with anything? Well, whatever I touch, said Keeley, I can track. I can sense it. So I know where he went. And maybe that's the same place that we'll find Titoa. We have to hurry before it's too late. So where do we go? I'm sensing that it's by the orangutan exhibit. When Josh heard the word orangutan, a shiver went across his spine. He remembered the day before looking at one of the old orangutans and how it just seemed to stare at him and almost seemed to know him. It was creepy. made him uncomfortable. Wondered what that meant. <clears throat> well, we don't have any time to lose. We gotta go now. Yes, my poor baby. I hope she's still okay, said Sheila. <clears throat> I will fly as fast as I can, said Keely. <coughs> you guys meet me there. Josh, why don't you ride? The mountain lion. <coughs> uh, I don't think I've ever ridden or let someone ride me before, said the mountain lion. How heavy are you, anyway? And Josh looked at him and said, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? You don't weigh yourself? No. <coughs> well, <coughs> we better hop on anyway. We'll see how it goes. Josh hopped on the mountain lion. He thought he heard the mountain lion mumble under his breath. Oh, even my Jiminy Crickets. But soon he was off 
sprinting. It was the weirdest, exciting, dangerous, scary, and amazing thing riding on the back of a mountain lion at full speed. Josh was sure having a crazy adventure at the zoo. But he didn't have a whole lot to think about how fun the fun he was having because actually he was just really, really worried about Titoa. He hoped that the that dumb dragon was really slow at preparing a meal. They raced across the zoo to the monkey place. Passed by several monkeys and to finally to the orangutan exhibit. Something was going on. It was almost like a party was happening. But it didn't sound like the party before. There were drums. (coughs) Deep drums. Pounding out a rhythm. There was singing, but not happy singing. Kind of creepy, scary singing. And there was some crying. A little, tiny voice crying. Titoa! Josh. Let's hurry! The mountain lion replied. Soon they came around some trees and saw what was happening. There was a ring of dragons surrounding a central bonfire. a large campfire. And over the bonfire was a large tree with a large branch. Sitting on that branch, or rather standing on that branch, holding a baby elephant in its powerful arms was the orangutan. It was the one that was staring at Josh the other day. Oh, okay. But there was something different about him. He was wearing a purple silver robe. Josh thought, 
Orangutans don't wear clothes. Who is this thing? What is this thing? Well. Then he started hearing the orangutans talk. My fellow citizens of the realm of Firea. Bellowed the large primate. Another word for a the group of the animal group that contains orangutans other monkeys Primates are pretty much like monkeys okay tonight is a special occasion we get to feast upon the flesh of a newborn earth earthling animal With its fresh blood and body, we will be renewed and gain the power of this pitiful planet once more as we strengthen. We will begin to stay here permanently and planned complete world domination. Josh couldn't really believe all the stuff he was hearing. It's ridiculous. Right? It almost sounded like that this orangutan and these dragons are from a different planet altogether. And I on baby animals they could be stronger here on earth the orangutan continued I will cast this sacrifice into the fire we will soon be feasting on its power. All right then. Josh heard a voice from down below in the dragon ring. I found him first, so I get the first bite. to say. I found her first, so I get the first bite. It was the voice of the dumb purple dragon. And then there was another voice that was also familiar. Hey, I don't think the dumb one should have the first bite. You should go to someone more intelligent, like me. Josh heard. Josh looked around for the voice and saw a little bright blue dragon shape 
fluttering around in the ring. Oh, I'm, I have a really bad problem <coughs> today with my fire. Got a little soaked. I could really use a first bite. I'm a little under the weather right now, said a red dragon. I'm the smartest one in this group. Should be me, said a yellow dragon. Soon all the dragons were arguing and fighting, and the ring began to resemble more of a circus. Silence, yelled the orangutan. The first bite will, of course, be mine, as I am the leader of this poor ragtag of a group. Well, this made the dragons kind of angry. And then Josh heard Keeley again. Who does this furball think he is? Thinking he's our leader. Look how small he is. We could eat him in a single gulp. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, a big bra a big fight broke out. <coughs> Dragons broke away from the ring and started to fly up towards the top of the bonfire where the branch overhung. The orangutan holding the baby Titoa in its arms. <coughs> curled one arm down around her like it like like she was a football. He was a running back. <clears throat> and with his other free hand, he grabbed what looked like a magical staff. He began shooting bright bolts of flame at the dragons that were trying to attack him. It was craziness. Although Keeley seemed to have disrupted the feast plans, Titoa was in no way in any less danger at the moment. <clears throat> if the dragons were to knock the orangutan off his branch, he and Titoa would fall into the flame. They needed to do something quickly and now. I think it's, I think it's time for Operation Elephant Drop, said some voices behind Josh. There were the posse of penguins. <clears throat> they quickly got into formation. 
sort of jumping on each other's shoulders one by one until they were over 30 feet high. That was a lot of penguins. Yes. It was a very large posse of were penguins. They <coughs> were, were they emperor or, or penguins? <clears throat> they were uh, emperor penguins for sure, yes. Okay. The big ones. With some small ones in there too. When they were all really, really tall. <coughs> the one at the bottom started walking. <laughs> they walked towards the bonfire and the chaos. That's when Sheila came marching through. My baby! She barreled towards the dragons herself. <clears throat> the gorilla started climbing the tree after the orangutan. <clears throat> and the mice were nowhere to be seen. I guess they weren't as fast <coughs> at running as the others were. <coughs> Excuse me. I have this lingering cough you've probably noticed in the last few podcasts. Um, anyway, where was I? All right. Complete pandemonium. Danger. Death. Mountain lion said. I'm gonna go in there, boss. What should I do? said Josh. <clears throat> I don't know. What are you good at? Not much. That can't be true. <clears throat> well, you think about it. I'm gonna go pick a fight with some dragons. <laughs> and then he was off. Posse of penguins were now really close to the fight at this point. And then, one by one, a penguin from the top of the, of the, of the pile would leap off and land on a dragon's back that was flying around. And the next penguin did the same, and the next, until all of these dragons fighting each other also had to deal with a penguin on its back that was doing its best to distract and bother dragons, hoping to steer them away. wrapped her trunk 
found a small tree and ripped it right out of the earth. And then with its with the rest of the tree, its leafy branches began swinging it at the bonfire, trying to knock it down, extinguish it. It was kind of a somewhat smart plan, except for when her tree caught fire itself. Kind of the purpose. You gotta go find another tree to rip out of the ground. Well, the gorilla had reached the branch, was now fighting the orangutan. He grabbed the staff that the orangutan was holding. They were tugging, having a tug of war. Then Josh stared and he looked and saw that the orangutan was losing his grip on Titoa. Titoa dropped more directly into the flames. had arrived. There were lots of them. Looked around. Wasn't sure what to do. And then he realized they were in an orangutan habitat. Which means it wasn't completely natural. It was in a zoo, for crying out loud. So he looked for some man-made things around. He saw them. The sprinkler system. He told the mice, You need to nibble through all those water lines. Pronto. We need the sprinklers to start raining like crazy. Got straight to work, and within minutes, sprinklers were on spraying all over the place with chewed up hoses. The fire was getting put out. The dragons were so sick of these penguins pulling on their ears pinching them in their back. But they pretty much left the area. The orangutan managed to rip the staff away from the gorilla. slipped and Titoa 
Fala. Something happened. safely on the ground. Josh looked out of him. Keely, you look so different. Well, of course, flying foxes change sizes when we want, just like we change colors. I thought you knew that. to do that at all. Not the ones I'm used to. Keely laughed. Oh, I get it. That's your problem. I never told you I was a flying fox from your planet. I come from Fyria, where these pitiful scoundrels have think they can just take over whatever planet they want. I'm from a special organization that prevents them from misusing their power. Well, I think I stopped a really important thing today. And now, I believe I deserve a long rest.
Josh didn't think that made much sense, but he didn't respond. He was just so happy to see little baby Titoa now in the trunk of his mother, her mother. Things are went back to normal. Josh got a ride from the mountain lion, this time without any grumbling at all. Back to the building where his parents were, where he was supposed to still be. Keely followed from the air above him. There they said goodbye. Well, I have a feeling like how you made me able to talk to animals. Is that true? Keely slowly nodded his head. Well, said Josh, does that mean if you're gonna leave, that I'm gonna lose that power? I'm gonna go back to the way it was? Keely said, Be safe without you here? Oh, yes. We'll be safe for a time. I'll be alerted if there's any more infiltrators from my planet here. And if that ever happens, I'll be back. They said goodbye. Josh went back into the building in his hospital bed. And in the morning, everything seemed back to normal. His parents got to take him back home.
decided that as often as he could, he would come back to the zoo and talk to the animals. And they became really good friends with him. And they lived happily ever after. out a bit. Thanks for hanging in there, people. And we'll uh, have a new, totally original story next time. All right. Good night, everyone. Good night.